Alright guys, welcome to episode 13 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy mm-hmm. Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And today, the topics we're planning on hitting are uh, our favorite album covers. You know, Taylor Swift dropped a new album. We're going to have some thoughts on both the album and reactions to the album. Um, talk about some of the uh, our favorite, you know, artists that we've we've heard of and we know, but maybe never quite made it as big as we feel like they should. And uh, also some stuff we're playing currently. But first... Let's start with what we've been playing lately. Uh, yes. what, what have you been? What have you been getting into? Yeah. So I finished Uncharted Four, um, and the whole series was great. I, I've talked about it on here before. It's pretty much been my whole summer. Um, but I actually uh, started um, Spider Man, Marvel Spider Man, the PS4 one, the one that just came out two years ago. Right. Um, and it, so far, I, I just started it. I'm only a couple hours in, and I really like it. I, it's um like the, the the swinging is super intuitive and like super smooth. Um, the side stuff is good. Like. I've been doing mainly the side stuff just to open up the map and get it done and get some uh, perks and stuff. Uh, but the story I've heard is very good. And it's, I mean, it's solid so far. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's good. Have you played it? Yeah, I actually played that basically when it came out. Um, and so before I jump into that, though, Uncharted 4 is so good, right? Like, it's yes. definitely the best one of the series and it's I- fucking great. It's great. I, st- I think I still have two at the top, just because two of the set pieces, like, there were just That's so true. many, and, like, the train sequence is still, like, probably one of my fa- my favorite, like, just sequences in any game ever. Right. Um, But it's up there, and I yeah, really the like... Yeah, right up there with it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, the-, the chase in Madagascar, where you're, like, the truck is on your ass, yeah, and you're on the bike. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is, like, a movie. Like, yeah. I, I literally... <laughs> I was like, after I played that, I was like, I wish I could go back in and like pick which scenes I want to replay just so that I could replay that one. Right. Um, but but uh, yeah. The other yeah. thing that, that I have to mention with that is uh, if you get the next Uncharted, assuming they make another one when it comes out, mm-hmm. um, the multiplayer for the Uncharted games is also great. So definitely be on the lookout for that. But anyways, back to Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so Spider-Man was really solid, and the very first thing you mentioned was the very first thing I noticed when I played it, which is that, like, back in the fucking day with the Spider-Man games on, like, the original Xbox and on the PS2, mm-hmm. like the Spider-Man, the movie, and then Spider-Man 2, they were, yeah. they were both, like, based on the movie. The swinging mechanics on those games were flawless. Like, it was... It was so much fun to just literally just roam around. Mm-hmm. And I think that this game finally nailed it. Because there have been a multitude of bad Spider-Man games that have come out between the old Spider-Man, the movie games, and this one. Yeah. And and that's like the number one thing. And you know what's funny is that like I'm not 100% positive. I can't really be sure. But like 
I was immediately turned off on all the other ones when it came to like the web slinging and stuff. It's just so iconic to who that superhero is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's the thing. So like if you want to be Spider-Man and immerse yourself in a Spider-Man game, the one thing you have to like have fun doing and feel great about is literally swinging around. And yeah. this one fucking nailed it. Just nailed like, it. And, and like, you know, in other, I feel like in other um, games, they could probably probably cheat and like make New York, like all the buildings, like giant canyons, right? Just so that you could swing. Right. Um, and for this one, I was like, well, this one's going to be more realistic. And like New York, like, you know, like in it, where the main buildings are, they're all really high. But then as you get sort of more north, uh, towards Central Park, they're kind of just lower buildings, and I was like, "How is it going to look like swinging there?" Or even in Central Park, like, "What am I going to look like swinging there?" But it's actually super easy. Like, you never touch the ground. You could literally just go from one end to the other and swinging. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it, also, they do a great. One of the coolest things in that game, for me, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. is when you're going around a corner of a building. Yep. And like, he just like catches the corner with the web and like swings himself around the uh-huh. corner. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. dope. So many little things that I'm just like, this is so cool and like just so smart. And I mean, um, you know, when it starts off, it was a little bit overwhelming. And I've noticed that games that have come out in the last like two years, they have added so much in terms of uh, updates or not updates, uh, per, um, upgrades and perks and stuff. Yeah. Where like to a point where I like open the menu and I'm like, I don't know where to start. Like if you remember in the old days, like 10 years ago, you'd be like up your up, you know, your upgrade would be like upgrade your machine gun. And it'd be like one, two, three, upgrade your pistol, one, two, three, your armor, yeah. one, two, three. And like, that's it. But now, dude, you got like gadgets and your suit has powers and your powers have powers and your, you know, your fucking you know, the specific movie powers. They have uh, the suits have specific different powers and other suits and all this extra shit. And I was like, okay, this is a bit much, but like, you know, I, I got a handle on it now. And I felt the same way when I played uh, God of War earlier this year, mm-hmm. where like you start off and it's like your axe has powers and then your kid has powers and your kid's arrows have powers and then your suit has powers and then your, your chains have powers, which have powers, which have powers. And then you have to upgrade all of them and you got to do all the shit to do it. Like at a certain point, I was like, I don't know, like even which powers to use because this is fucking frustrating. But um, I think that is a byproduct of gaming in general. Like, I think, like, like we were talking, we brought it up multiple times for different reasons, but I think the logic still applies here, which is that, like, you know, your, your first game is your bare bones fucking, like, this is, like, we're, like, just getting the basics down. And then your next game, like, expands upon everything, and, and like, now we have options. Mm-hmm. And I think that that also applies to gaming as a whole, where, like, I can see, like, if, if you're not used to it like you see that section like where the suits do different things and like you have different gadgets and blah 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 and it's like kind of like there's just almost too much going on yeah but on the other hand is if like you've been exposed to those different kinds of mechanics in different games as you like when they all get put together it doesn't really feel overwhelming because you you've experienced all of these at different points so you're like familiar with it yeah and i think overall i think it's still a positive change because it, it just allows i guess it depends because it can be done poorly but overall if it's done well i think it's just a, an overwhelmingly good change because it yeah. just allows people to play every game differently like, yeah a, a good example is like i was playing uh borderlands 3 and i i was using amara who's like a, a brawler and like someone else was and like they have different trees and then you have different weapons that can give you different perks and all this stuff mm-hmm. and it's like 
someone was share like my friend was share playing and one of our mutual friends was watching him play as that character and it just played vastly different because like he specced more into like a different kind of thing and i spec specifically into going like a full brawler yeah. and then that person spectated me and it was like this is like a whole different fucking game yeah. Because, like, he was doing all these crazy mechanics with the guns. I was literally just dashing around, punching things in the face. <laughs> like, and it's just, like, yeah. it, the options help that. And yeah, like, it gives everybody, like, a different way of playing the game. Everybody plays it uniquely to them. Like, for me, like, I, anytime I do a game like this, or just the last few that allow it, um, I do, I upgrade my support a lot. So, like, in God of War, I upgraded my kid a lot. And this, I've been upgrading. I've been using all of my points and shit to upgrade, like, my gadgets just so that I can right. you know, go take a break and stuff and have some help in the combat. So, But I'm sure some people do the opposite. Maybe they'll upgrade their suits or they upgrade their hand-to-hand stuff or their web-slinging or stuff. So everybody gets a different experience. Right. And I think that's a cool thing for games to have if it's done well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Marvel Spider-Man is great. There's mm-hmm. a new-ish kind of thing coming out for the ps5 on launch um which i'm sure you saw yeah uh it's the it's like miles morales Mm -hmm. um and it's funny because like i didn't think it was a new game when so i watched like the big ps5 reveal and they showed it and i was like that's clearly not a new game that's clearly like an expansion Mm -hmm. but apparently a lot of people got the impression that it was a new game because everyone was like oh it's a new game and then they basically had to come out and be like, look, it's not a new game. It's more than an expansion, but it's not a new game. Yeah. Um, they they explained it. Like, I, I think there's an Uncharted game where you, like, mm-hmm. you don't play as Nathan Drake. You play as, like... Uh, Chloe and the other girl. Um, yeah, you play as them. And it's, like, almost a full game, but it's, like, not maybe not quite as fleshed out or whatever. Yeah. I'm not sure. But they said it, it, it amounts to something like that. Like, it's probably not a full production value game, but we're piggybacking off of what we already have. It was really good. We're upgrading some things and giving you a lot of new story and, and content. But, like, it's still not quite a whole new game. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw that announcement as well, and they were like, uh, Holiday 2020. I'm like, but they just came out with one two years ago. And, like, I know, you know, I know it's basically the same, you know, that now that they have, like, the skeleton of the game and how to do it and the web slinging and shit, they have to figure it out. Even then, I was like, two years doesn't seem like that long. And so that's why I saw people calling it a game, and I was like, I don't... I mean, they're promoting it, or they were like, you know, this holiday. Like, they were they were sort of pushing it like it was a new game, instead of saying, like, new DLC coming. But I think, you're right, I think they were smart to get ahead of it and be like, well, you know, or try to, you know, react as quickly as possible and say, well, you know, it's not a full game, it's like a, a proto-game, a mini-game. A, a, right, know. like, it's more than your standard expansion. Yeah. But it's still not, like... You would be upset if you paid sixty dollars for the standalone title. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's yes. what they're going for. Like it's definitely more than like your ten, fifteen dollar expansion. But if we'd release this, people would be upset. Right, right. <laughs> but I'm excited for that still, just because that like like that game's great. The story's solid, um, and all the websling mechanics, and even the combat and the gadgets are also well done. Even the suits with their random powers are all like still kind of mm-hmm. cool. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I mean, some of them don't do anything really. I think like one, you look cartoony, and like when you hit people, like it'll do like pow. I like it. Like... <laughs> I immediately switched as soon as the game started. I immediately switched to the uh, 2002 movie one, the old movie one. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is amazing! It looks just like it. <laughs> I went um, to a uh, fucking the uh, b- bone saw is. 
big. Oh, that one? That one's in there? I didn't know that one was in there. I think there. it is. I think he's wearing like the sweatsuit. Oh. Like he's wearing a sweatsuit that he yeah. makes right before he goes there. Yeah. Funny story. <laughs> My wife got so mad at me because we went to Gatlinburg on vacation one time. And mm-hmm. we went to the aquarium and there's these sharks that like have like, it's like a long, thin, sawtooth nose. And like yeah. the whole time we were going through the aquarium, I had like one hand up and was doing the bone saw thing. And I was like, <laughs> with the fingers. Bone saw, bone saw. Like, we like rubbed his forearm across oh, the yeah, other yeah. forearm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I hate you so much. I was just like, bone saw, bone saw. <laughs> can you sign up for a cage match? Dude, I have seen the movie so many times. I can recite that whole fucking. Like, I can, as you were talking about it, I can see it in my head, like right now. Going nowhere. <laughs> all right so anyways enough about spider-man it, that game is great though so yeah. let me know when you finish it and what you think but yeah, yeah. solid um we'll do. all i was gonna say is uh for what i've been playing is i've i've been um handing out ass flippings in 2k and playing mm-hmm. and playing some overwatch and playing ghost of tsushima and uh that game ghost of tsushima is like it's weird i definitely can't give it a 10 out of 10 I think for me it gets like an eight and a half out of nine, but like I think it's one that's still super dope to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it's it doesn't nail everything quite down. Like there, it just like it like kind of feels a little repetitive sometimes, and then sometimes it kind of feels like there's not a whole lot actually going on. But that could also be the way I like play and feel about some open world games. Like, yeah. open world games to me are very prone to feeling that way, where it's like I'm not, like, engaged quite to the same degree that I am in linear Yeah, games. I mean, but, yeah, I, oh, sorry, I feel God. like people, I was going to say, I feel like people think it's easy just because GTA does it, and they're like, oh, you, just, you recreate a whole city, and, you know, you just put them in there and you give them shit to do, or Spider-Man, right? But, you know, it's harder than that. You have to, it, it's, I, I think, I feel like that's probably the hardest type of game to do, would be an open world one. Right, for what it's worth, as much as everyone loves that game, dude, Red Dead is the most lifeless fucking dead open world, like Red Dead 2. Uh, oh, 2? Yeah, the second one. It's just like so fucking just dreary, boring, God. Like, like everyone's on Rockstar's dick all the time, but like that game just comes, like I, the whole time it felt like a chore. Dude, I, I, I don't want, I have no drive to play that game ever like i just like from what people tell me it's like uh you have to move three sticks to move your right leg two sticks and a click to move your left leg you have to do this you have to get a <laughs> satchel and you have to push three buttons to move the satchel from your satchel from your left side to your right side and then it's like oh my gosh and then you have yeah. to like to kill anybody you have to like go up and shoot them run away wait for them to forget about you and then you come back and shoot them again and then you just keep doing that until you murder everybody mm-hmm. it's yeah like, it's like it's it, i just don't I love westerns. Like one of my favorite movies is Tombstone, mm-hmm. um, but like and so like I want to be into it. And when there was the multiplayer, like Grand Theft Auto had, I was like, oh, it's gonna be so dope for a bunch of people to just be like in a fucking western. But the, it's just too boring. <laughs> like I was just like, this is kind of cool, but now I'm mm-hmm. just like immediately bored with it. Yeah, I will say one of the best videos I've ever seen though. Mm-hmm. There's a dude crawling away from the main character in the story, like like because you can intimidate people and like you like. You can, like, point your gun up there and fire at them while they're crawling away to, like, intimidate them. Mm-hmm. And in the video, a guy does it. Like, the guy's crawling away looking at the main character. The main character's, like, slowly walking towards him. Like, points his revolver up in this air and shoots it, like, straight up. Yeah. And, like, it kills me. It legitimately, apparently hit a bird 
flying around and like a dead bird just falls right in front of <laughs> I gotta find it on YouTube. Yeah, it, it kills the fucking me. Fucking Randy Johnson of video games. <laughs> yeah, for real. But um, yeah. Now Red Dead just doesn't have it for me. But Ghost of Tsushima to me is the, it, it, the open world. Like just because it's open world, and I feel like there's a lot of open space, and like, it, it doesn't feel. What's funny is I feel like it's boring, but it's not lifeless. Like like it, it's it's such a beautifully done game. Like the mm-hmm. the visual aesthetics of it. Like, they really nail what they're going for. Um, It's just, it's so well, like, and artistically done. Um, I I think it is a cool experience. That's a game that would be cool to, like, if you, let's put it this way, if you're iffy about paying $60 for it, Mm -hmm. it would still be cool if you watch someone else play it. Like, just Mm -hmm. to get the, like, Mm -hmm. feel of it and see what it looks like and, and, like, get what they were going for. Like, kind of Let's Play or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. But that's all I was wanting to get at for now. I haven't finished it. I don't even know that I'm halfway through it. I've been doing a lot of just exploring and, and catching different things and doing side missions, which could be also why I feel like it's not quite as engaging. And, you know what I mean? Like, it may just be the way yeah. I'm playing it. Yeah, yeah, because, like, that's how I'm playing Spider-Man as well. Like, I'm doing all the little side shit first just to open up the world. That's kind of what I do in GTA 2, just to open up the map so I can see where everything is, get used to it, and then I'll do the story or I'll try to balance it a little bit more but with spider-man i'm doing just basically all the side shit just to get it out of the way yeah so i don't really know quite how the story is clicking yet because it's not quite there yet right it's barely starting right so that could all change i could come back in two weeks and be like this game's the best fucking thing ever made 10 out of 10 but right right, now i give it like an eight and a half right um but that that's all i'm playing right now Uh, so Uh, yeah yeah, what are you gonna go to i was just gonna say um just real quick, like, is there a superhero that you want to, like, a, a super nice game of? Oh, so, <laughs> what's funny, so, uh, you mentioned, uh, before we started recording the Batman games, like, the Batman, yeah. Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, all those. Those, those were pretty good at first. I think the last one was kind of iffy. Um, and the Spider-Man game's great. What's funny is there's a, there's one superhero, there's two superheroes who have had... One actually had a game. The other one might as well have had a game. Um, so, like, I think a Hulk game would be dope. And he had his own game. He had a, It was called Hulk Ultimate Destruction. And it basically played, yeah. like, 3D sandbox rampage. It I was remember. great. And, yeah. like, if they brought something like that back, I'd be 100% in for it. Like, a Hulk game where you're just fucking, like, just, like, even if it was more serious. Like, just, like, being able to have the dichotomy of, like, trying to, like, fight supervillains, and then maybe, you know, you go off the rails, and you're, like, Mm -hmm. destroying the fucking city and, like, trying to regain consciousness as you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's a lot of wiggle room on what you could do with that, and that would be super dope. And the other one that might as well have had a game, there's a game that was called Anthem that got dropped by Bioware. They dropped it. It was supposed to be the next big thing. It was supposed to be, like, Overtake Destiny... And like all, it had all these like, yes cool yeah, yeah 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 I remember now yeah my brother Mike was, talk, was uh, talking about it right and then they dropped it. it it flopped immediately and they they had like this long like plan like we're gonna release these con like this content we're supporting this game for five six years like we're we're gonna do all this stuff and it flopped and immediately they just like bailed on it like that shit is dead in the water <laughs> and, and oh it, I used to see all the commercials for it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but that game might has might as well have been an iron man game the 
the flying around, like the transition from being like boots on the ground shooting things and fighting to like having to get away by like jumping and flying away in your tech suit, like like just like Iron Man, it was mm-hmm. so that was easily the best part of that game. I didn't buy it, I like played it with a friend, but like it's easily the best part of that game. And if you can make a good solid Iron Man game with mm-hmm. like heavy flying mechanics, you know what I mean? Because you like the one thing you could possibly run into is like it, things can feel too floaty and it's like not quite fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're just like turning on a dime and just flying through the sky. But like, if you're like, if it feels heavy, like every time you landed from flying away from something Anthem, it felt like you just created a crater in the ground. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And like Iron Man in the movies kind of like operates like that. You know what I mean? Like every time he lands, it's a big fucking deal unless he's like trying to be graceful. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I feel like if you made it heavy and like movement wise, like, it would be so fun to just be Iron Man flying around, like, crashing into shit and, like, getting in fights in the sky. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I I remember the, uh, when movies used to have the video game tie-ins, I remember I, I played the 2008 Iron Man game. Mm-hmm. And it was what you said. It's like, you fly around, and it was kind of clumsy. It wasn't very good flying mechanics. But then you would, like, land, and it'd be like, whoof. And I'd be like, well, or you would turn instantly. And I was like, and I was like well, that would kill him. Um, <laughs> but... You know, I agree, and, you know, they're coming out with that Avengers game, and it looks not great. That game looks terrible. Why does that game look so bad? Like, I don't mean looks bad as in looks like a bad game. I mean looks bad visually. Like, why is it coming out this far into a game cycle, and it looks like everyone's made out of Play-Doh? Like, why can you not do better? And and it's confusing because it's, like, not necessarily, like, so... They didn't try to make them look like the Avengers now. But, but it's then, like, kind of like the Avengers now. Right? To be yes, like. yes. That's what I exactly was gonna say. Yes, yes, yes. Because like, so like, if you watch the Spider-Man or the Spider-Man game, right? You can't deviate from Spider-Man too much because it's a very simple concept. But if you look at the villains, like, um, I will. I haven't run into many, but you, I ran into Shocker, and he doesn't look like the Shocker in any other thing. Like, it doesn't look like the one from the movies. It doesn't look like the one from the uh from the TV show. Um, Kingpin, you know, that same thing. It's very simple. Just a guy in a suit, but. These Avengers, like, they look kind of, like, they borrow just enough from the movies that you're like, wait, is this based on the movies? But then they, they don't quite look like the same. So you're like, wait, so, but it, so then it's not. But What's weird to me is they had all the rights to Marvel, right, to make mm-hmm. this. And, like, they, they didn't want to make it the same as the Avengers, clearly, because they could have. They wanted to make it different, but they didn't make it different enough, so it just looks like knockoff, shitty, like, toys. Yeah. It looks like yeah. it lo- looks like you bought fucking Captain, like, fucking Fantastic Canada. or something. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Captain yeah. Canada. <laughs> I mean, they, they have the helicarrier in there, but it's like, wait, so is the hel- helicarrier a thing? Or, like, what is going on? And, like, like Thor looks like, um, like the, the Chris Hemsworth, but not isn't so right and then like captain america doesn't look anything like chris evans which yeah. is so weird he looks, like he's like, like the that's the best like him and robert downey jr are the best casting they had he, he looks you know what his suit looks like it looks like those old cartoony uh bits where like a guy would get his clothes stolen and he has to put a barrel with the <laughs> yeah. straps over it like he looks like like that that's what his suit looks like in the yeah. in, in the game um but i don't know i mean it, maybe it'll come out in a couple months and it'll be amazing. Who no, knows? it's going to be ass cheeks. I can feel it. I feel it in my fucking bones. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, man. so speaking of things that look terrible, um, some of mm-hmm. our favorite album covers that look great. Yes. All right, so let's. Uh, we'll just shoot back and forth one at a time. So what are you, what's your first one? 
Yeah, yeah. So for me, um, we'll go through these faster than we did rap songs a couple weeks ago. Just because I was gonna like, attempt to. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> attempt to. But um, for me, like my criteria picking like my favorites or just like are the ones that are mo- most different or that pop out. And I specifically, I did make a, a, a decision to not put Twisted Fantasy on here because it would be. Um, but we literally talk about that album and those songs every I single was, week. I was so close to putting that on my list, and I was like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's like, no, I, I, like, I can't I do like it. it. I feel like it belongs in every list, but this is probably the list it belongs least in compared to the others. That right, yes, like, yes, like yes. Yeah, cover, just it's mostly red. isn't that great. I yeah. mean, I still like it, but it's not that great, so I'm yeah. leaving it out. For me, like, if well, if he would have made the ballerina one the permanent one, that, yes, I think dude. it would have made it. Like, I yeah. think the interchangeability chain, like, sort of hurts it. Um, but for me, so my number one is Jeffrey by Young Thug, and it was from, I think, 2016 or 2015. And it's where he's wearing that, the white dress, and it's just him with the giant hat. Um, and I think it's awesome, like, the white background. I think it's so unique, it's just simple. Um, I remember when it came out, it came around uh, out around the same time as um, Birds in the Trap, seeing Singing Night by Travis Scott. Yeah. And they said that they look like Mortal Kombat characters. <laughs> um, but uh, but I'm not putting that one on. I'm putting on Jeffrey by Young Thug. Okay, that one's that one was always super weird to me, and that like that fits. I mean, you know what I mean? It's unique. It sticks out. But I was just remember being like, why? Like what? What are you trying? Why? Like I don't. Like, like, well, like, I think it's it's definitely a, like a. It, look, it looks completely different from his. What is it? The uh, Barter Six, where he's like naked in that red light. Yeah. So I guess it's just like a complete one eighty from that. Um, and I I love half that album, half the songs on there I love, and the other half, I'm kind of like, oh, these are okay. Um, but I, as a whole, I think it's my favorite project of his. So. Yeah, I kind of can't stand Young Thug, but that's that's my thing. I hate his voice. I hate the way he raps. I, oh, I love Young Thug. Oh, he's Although it, he's been on a little bit of a rough stretch lately where I haven't really loved um, a song that he's put out recently. But um, there was a while there when I, I thought he was... Um, or he well, he is one of my favorites, but it's been a... I personally think he's been on a, on a little bit of a cold streak. Now, he's been on a cold streak since he started rapping. Um, <laughs> so, one of mine... I'm not... I don't have mine in any particular order. Um, yes, I am. But... Uh, the first one I'm gonna talk about is Run the Jewels Two. Um, Run the Jewels Two is like a super basic looking cover. I mean, it's the most one of the most basic looking covers. It's just the fist and the gun, which is like their running thing. That's like the you know, but like it's it's got like a cool little art twist to it. But to me, it's just such a like. I think I remember when they dropped it. Like, was around the time Deadpool was coming out, and like. There were, like, yeah. different... I think they made, like, Marvel or, like, Deadpool or something. Like, they made different superheroes, like, doing the gun in the, the fist. like Or, like, pointing to the fist. Like, with their hands. Like, different hands doing it. And it was mm-hmm. just so cool. It's, like, a, it's just a small, basic thing that, like, is still, to me, like, just a cool, like, logo, almost. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, like, that, that always stuck out. Like, in my head, when I think of rap albums, like, I remember listening to the album and just seeing the album art while I was listening to it. I'm like, that's dope. Yeah, it was, uh, it looks like it was the Deadpool comic, and it was, like, one hand is uh, Deadpool, and then the fist is uh, Thanos holding the Okay, chain. that might be it, yeah. But, yeah, so either way, I mean, it's it's dope. Um, so that's that's my cover. Also, that album's good, but... Cool, cool. Um, my second one is... Um, Based on a true story by Two Chains, 
um, from 2012, and it was his. I, I don't. I don't think it was his first album, but it was his first album after he sort of just came out with like around Mercy, and he had that big stretch where he was really good in on a bunch of songs. Right. Um. But the the cover of the basic version is just literally it's a black cover or a black background and just two chains dangling in front of it. The the um deluxe version has like a jacket. You can see the the, the sides of a jacket. But I like the basic one better just because it's literally just two gold chains on the cover. Right. Um and the album is good. I it's one of it's probably my favorite of his. Um and then the sequel that he made to it a couple years after is like just a close up of the links on a chain, which is kind of you know, it's a little bit derivative because it's like you already did the two chains. Um but I, I think the first chain is so the first one is so simple and I I think it's great. Yeah, it is a very solid, it gets the point across, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's kind of what the Run to Jewels ones too, you know what I mean? Like, we're just, the, the coverage is here that, it, like, looks good, and it's telling you who you're listening to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it really nails that. Um, the next one, like, I, I, I think I like it, like, it, it sticks out to me. Um, but, like, I don't know that it's even really great, but, like, Dirty Sprite to the, the album cover... It just looks good. And, like, you pointed out to me right before we started recording this, apparently Future's face is in the smoke, which is... Yeah, you can see his face. You can see his eyes. If you, like, look in the top left of the smoke, you'll see one eye. And then once you see that one, you'll see the rest. Yeah. And that's that's dope. Uh, if, if that was there the whole time, I missed it. But that's dope. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't... I feel like... I don't really know what, a, what about it is, like, what that... Holy fuck, dude, can I speak... Um, what about it makes it so good or like makes it stick out so much, but for whatever reason, just like the mental image of my head of just like that plume of like teal and purple smoke on a white background, right? DS2, like, like just sticks out. And I didn't even really like it because I think all future songs fucking just run together and sound the same. Like, like you listen Uh, to future for like 30 minutes and you're like, okay, so I've either listened to two or five songs. But I think I think those I think that album I think differentiates itself more than others, um, and I think um, I, f- I think it was uh, Deezus who was talking about it on one of their episodes of, of their podcast where he was like, no, like you got to run it down. Like if you go through these, you know, you got like Stick Talk and What Are You At, and I Serve the Bass, Thought It Was a Drought, uh, Real Sisters. I mean, like Slave Master. Like these are all like I think I feel in my mind these all are different enough from the rest. And this is my favorite album of his, mm-hmm. um, which I think is like sort of like the running theme with all of these where it's like, it's my favorite. So it like sort of just goes along with the goodness of it. But I think it's good because they were at a point where they were making good music. And so it was influenced or the, the cover was an influence influenced by the good music. Right, right. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Um, so my next one is from 2016. It is Anti by Rihanna. Um, this one is, uh, it's a red cover, which, or the top left of it is like this bright red, which every time I see it, it just like pops and I love it. Um, and it's like her, I think I'm guessing it's her as a child and she's wearing like a gold crown and, um, and she's got a red, a black balloon and it's, I think there's like braille, I think, or it looks like braille on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just like really striking. It looks like sort of it's uh, out of focus. Um, but yeah, same thing. It's my favorite album of hers. It's actually one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, and every time it comes up on Shuffle where I'm going through the music, I see that bright red and I'm like, oh, wait, oh, Anta, yeah, let me pull that up. Um, so, yeah, so that's my third one. I've never listened to that album. 
Oh, dude, it's fantastic. It's so good. I've heard nothing um, about it. I've heard nothing but how great it is. And for whatever mm-hmm. reason, I just have, I've never, like, forced myself to just sit and listen to it, even though I Oh, should. it's so good. And the thing is, like, when it came out, it, it was one of those albums that came out sort of at a, at a weird time. Because, you know, albums don't really drop in January. Mm-hmm. And so it came out, and I remember I got it for free when I signed up for Title for free, like a free trial. Mm-hmm. And they were like, here's, ti- here's Anti, go ahead, like, you can have it. And so I put it on, and I was like, okay, like, I like work, because that's when I, right around when it dropped, she dropped that single. And I was like, all right, I'll listen to work, I'll put it on my iTunes, you know, I've, yeah. I'll have it just to have it. And then over the over the course of 2016, like, it would just come up on Shuffle, and I'd be like, this song's really good, and this song's really good. And then by the end of 2016, just by listening to it on Shuffle, just by driving or doing work or whatever, I was like, I love this fucking album. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's it's just like one of those that's just grown um in terms of how I think about it and where I place it in terms of my favorite music ever. You know what album did that for me? And it doesn't fit into the, the album cover discussion, mm-hmm. but what album did that for me was uh, 24K of Magic by Bruno Mars. Every song on the album is actually fucking great. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, you like, and you like, you know, you listen to the ones that are on the radio or the ones that are really, you know, like at plays or that win awards. And then you sort of just have it on shelf and you're like, damn, like this is really good. What is this? And then you look and you're like, oh shit, this is on Bruno Mars? This, this is on this album? Oh, damn. Yeah, and like I remember, I wish I could remember what the name of the song was, but like, it had it wasn't a single yet. I listened to that album. I was like, this song is. There's no way this isn't a single. Like, how did this? Mm-hmm. And then it immediately like, like a month after the album came out, I started hearing it on the radio. I was like, I fucking do it. Like, I knew this. Was a yeah, don't you feel like the biggest hipster ever? And you're like, fuck yeah, dude, I call this shit. <laughs> that happened with me with um with uh, I like it. Um, by Cardi B, like when I first had yeah, listened to the album, we were on the, I think we were on the same boat on that because I think I saw you tweet about it, and I was mm-hmm. listening to it too, and I was like, yeah, this is absolutely a fucking single. Like I was just not, it's just a banger. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, oh my god, like, this shit's blowing my mind. What the fuck is this? And then I was like, I tweeted, I was like, you guys are gonna, oh, like this is gonna be the song of the summer. You guys are gonna see, like, or it's gonna be huge. And then like, a couple months later, by the time that she, you know, you promoted it as a single, it, I think it went number one for a week or two. Yeah. So. Anyways, the, the album, my next album cover is, uh, had some controversy to it and it's definitely fucked up, but I still think it's great for what the album is, which is that I'm a giant Pusha T stand and my man is number one in the game talking about drugs. Uh, a better Pusha drug T? rapper. Drugs never. He is a, here's the deal. So like, I, I feel like. The difference between Pusha T and other people that consistently rap about drugs is that, like, your standard rapping about drugs lyrics are, like, uh, take it, flip it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, like, super mm-hmm. generic. Like, oh, God, that flipped it, made a bunch of money, uh, cops on me. Like, but, like, Pusha T goes into, like, super deep detail. Like, you know, like <laughs> he's always, like, fucking, I, I t- had the Pyrex flipped it up. Like, like he's always, like, flipped coming it up. It, it's shining the light <laughs> of apartment A2 on Street, Park Street in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, like, one of his raps is about how, like, apparently, because your boy went to fucking genius at one point just because... Um, mm-hmm. but like one of his fucking lines is about the center console on like his vehicle being mm-hmm. like slightly like askew. And apparently yeah. that was like very common when you had like a secret compartment to like put drugs in because like it wouldn't, when you put the secret compartment there, right? Like the top lid yeah. would never quite shut all the way. And I was like, this mm-hmm. man's going so deep, like into detail, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Cause the line wasn't even about drugs. He just like, he doesn't say anything about drugs, but then like his line is that like, 
center console, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just talking about it, and I was like, why does he say that? And then I looked it up, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that's because if you have a secret junk stash compartment in there, like, I was like, like oh, you're like, oh, it's drug shit. Like, <laughs> anytime you look it up on Genius, any line of his, it's like, what does this mean? It's like, oh, it's drug shit. Drug oh, <laughs> okay. shit, drug shit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, anyways, Daytona. Is that on Daytona? Which is super fucked up, because it's literally just the picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom when she OD'd. Um, yes, yeah, oh yeah. Which is wildly awful. Mm-hmm. But if anyone was going to use that for album cover, it was Pusha T and it fit. Right. Like, like if it would have been anybody else, you'd have been like, Get, like Rick Ross. You'd be like, Rick Ross, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? Correction officer, bitch. Shut <laughs> but up. this one, you're like, that's fucked up, but I get you're it. Like, you're like, who did, you're, yeah, like if I would have seen that, I'd have been like, wait, who did this? Who, who did this? And then somebody would have said, oh, it was Pusha T. Oh, I would have been like, oh. You'd have been like, yeah, that oh, fits. well, he probably that, that did deal the drugs. That fucking... Yeah, he probably was the dealer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's mine. Alright, cool. Um, my next one is Nothing Was the Same by Drake. So I was thinking about either Take Care or Nothing Was the Same. And I just, like, along with the rest of them, I like this one because of the simplicity. You know, it's just his head in the clouds. Um, and I also liked it because, you know, it's got the, I think it was the the basic version has him as a baby with the afro. Yeah. And then the deluxe version had has him as an adult and they're sort of looking at each other in the clouds. Um, and I think it, it also fits really well with the album. Like, I think it's one of my favorite of his it's definitely his least like i guess rapidity out like rap albums e like it's know, a lot more like... r&b ish except well you know there's worse behaviors on that which i love yeah and then it's bookmarked or bookended by uh, tuscan leather which is one of my favorites right. and pound cake which is also one of my favorites mm-hmm. um so yeah that, nothing was the same i feel um, like take care is definitely up there though as far as like not being super rap heavy like there's a lot of like him crooning on Take Care. Yeah, I think. Well, I think Take Care is probably his like his most like fifty fifty ish. That's, that's um, true. I guess yeah, I, can see I think. That. Yeah, I think like Take Care is like a mix of nothing was the same and um, let's see, um, if you're reading this, it's too late, which I think is like all rap, like straight up. Right. Um, all right. Yeah. So that yeah, that was my. So. All right. Do you want me to go? Yeah. Do you can wrap it up with so you. Yeah, I'll do my I last have one. A little extra that I wanted to add to mine. Yeah, so my last one is also from 2016, along with uh, Anti. So we were blessed that year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Lemonade by Beyonce, right. um, which also one of my all-time favorites. Um, Another one I haven't just... listened to all the way. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. And, uh, you know, it has... Uh, As you know, song... I have no qualms with women. I just haven't listened <laughs> to those two albums that are, like, widely considered the best of, like, uh-huh. the last decade. <laughs> So I, I, for this, and point, I haven't seen Little Women. This is not voting well for me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm wildly uh, misogynistic and uh, just didn't know it. Uh, well, all three of those are, are great, <laughs> bound to be classics. But um, for Lemonade, you know, it's uh, it's her like with her arm up, wearing like this fur coat. Um, I think it's like a suburban or some sort of massive SUV, and it just says Lemonade in like these bold white letters, and she's got uh, cornrows. Or um and or some some uh, braids um and it's got this like sort of bluish hue from like um parking deck, um which is from one of the music videos from the album. But I I love the album and I think it's it sort of fits what that album is. Again, just simple. I I think the ones that I like best are just like simple, say what it is, but then sort of have like a little bit of edge to it, something extra. I think um, you know anything like I'm trying to think now of like the worst album covers, which are like just either something that's like over cluttered or um 
either or just too weird or too simple or something. Uh, but yeah, so that's, so that's my list. Anti-Lemonade, Nothing's the Same, based on a true story, and Jeffrey. Okay, so, so I'm going to talk about, unfortunately, I am bringing Kanye into this, um, which is a running theme anytime we talk about music. Mm. But I think, for me, I'm putting two of his on here because I have a tie between two albums for me, and they're both great looking in my opinion. Um, and they're vastly different art style wise, which is, you have college dropout, which is his first album. It's a white background. I want to say, I'm going to look it up. So, but it's a white background, a lot of gold, like a gold outline kind of like framing. And if I'm not mistaken, it's him or it is a person sitting on like bleachers, like wooden bleachers on a hardwood floor at like, what is clearly seems like it's supposed to be like a school gym. Mm-hmm. Um, or an auditorium, and he and it's the person's wearing the the bear head that is iconic through his first few albums. Um, okay, in this one, it's actually a full bear suit. I was I didn't realize that initially, but it's a full bear suit, and he's yeah. just wearing clothes. Um, the back of the album is the one where he's got like the bear head. Right, 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 right. So that's uh that's that album, and that's like a super like. Can you imagine, like? What year did College Dropout come out? Uh, 2004. 2004. I feel like that's nothing like any album cover you were going to see in 2004. You know what I mean? Like, why are you putting a dude in a bear outfit? Like, yeah. sitting in an auditorium. Like, it's just visually very right. different. And, uh, like, that's, mm-hmm. it just looks good to me. It's visually appealing. And then the other one is Graduation. Yeah. And I've... Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, say about... and then you have the two covers, the, uh... You have the white cover, you know, the, instead of the white, instead of the brown, and then the other one is, like, the brown instead of the white. And I don't really know which is the official one. Right. I always thought it was the white one, but I could be wrong. Yeah, and, and then on my phone, I have the brown one, so I don't... Oh, yeah, I always maybe. thought it was the brown one, so... Who knows? Either way. Maybe it's, like, that dress, you know? The fucking... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> black or blue we're or looking white at the book. same fucking cover. <laughs> the whole time. Like, no, dude, this is white. <laughs> but, uh... And then my next one is Graduation. And that one's, like, super, just, like bright sharp lines and it's got the cartoon bear being looks like fired into the sky by like a laser cannon Mm -hmm. um but like to me i think both of those kind of like fit the feel of the album less so with college dropout but the cover of graduation fits the music in graduation like so well like, like you if see he told it, me, and that's what you feel. like. If you see that right. album, and you're like, "Stronger" is on this album. You'd be like, "I was of just gonna say is. that." I was like, "If you told me which album is is, is stronger on," I'd be like, "The fucking techno one, where he's being shot into a uh, fucking neon space." Right, like that's it, it. All fits so perfectly, and and my little caveat that I wanted to bring up is that like I I remember back in the day reading that big ghost blog that I mentioned, um, in an episode where he talks like uh you know he's typing out like. Ghostface, and he's like kind of shitting on Kanye a little bit at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. but like one thing he brought up was that like in I guess maybe in my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but I'm not positive. But like it, as egotistical as everyone says he is, right? Like, and he very clearly is. Like he he's an egomaniac. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. But like as egotistical as he is, he has always still like it seems like he's always maybe up until recently put the art in front of that somehow 
Like, as right. much as an ego, like, crazy fucking psychopath he is, like, the art of his music has always seemed to be first. And right. one of his points was that, like, as crazy as this dude is and as full of himself as he is, there's not a single one of his album covers with him on it. Like, it's right. just the bear. Yeah. Like, his face, his image is on zero of the album covers. And I said maybe My Beautiful Darkness is a Fantasy because, like, kind of, I think, because, like, the head being stabbed is, like, kind of him. But it's, like, super yeah. distorted. And it's clearly, like, also that image is small. And, the, like, a whole, like, it's a part of an image that's already small compared yeah. to the rest of the album cover. But there's no, like, the photograph. Space. Yeah. But like, either way, it's, like, yeah. it, he's, like, clearly trying to state something with his art. It's never about him. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, I'm putting a fucking teddy bear on my shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's never, he's not on his covers. And it was always just wild to me, like, when I read that, that hit me. I was like, holy shit. Like, he really, for like, fucking, if someone as crazy as him, like, egotistical, like, has never put himself on an album cover. Yeah. That's, like, super insane, right? You know what I mean? And yeah. even still, like, I, like I said, maybe my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, but, like, I, I don't think he's on The Life of Pablo. No. He's not on Yay. Um, and he's not on Yeezus. He's not on Yeezus doesn't even he's have a fucking on... cover. Um, <laughs> uh, I remember when I downloaded that for the longest time. I was like, hold on. Because like, uh, I downloaded it. I was like, if this is a physical copy, does this is this the cover? Or is it literally just a clear thing just, with like red tape clear holding case. it? Yeah, like, I think it is. I think if you buy it like, it's a in, clear on a case CD, with red tape it's a clear it. case. And then the, the disc itself is that like super shiny one with the red tape. Right. But, like, I just remember when I first saw it, I was like, hold on, what the fuck? Like, it was like a mind fuck for me. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Well, if you want, we can uh, segue from Yeezus to another artist's Yeezus, or what I feel is another artist's Yeezus. Okay. And that's Taylor Swift. Okay. Okay. Because she dropped an album this week. It's called Folklore. And she sort of goes very basic in this album. And I ha I've only listened to it a couple times. And the thing for me is that when I listen to it, like, like I could never be a music reviewer because people get like albums and they're like, listen to it one time and they'll fucking just be like, there's heartache and there's pain or they're like, this is struggle. And they're right. like, they can, they can follow along with all the lyrics and they know exactly what's going on the whole time. And I can't do that. Like for me, for me to, for an album, for an album to click, I have to listen to it like once or twice, let it just sort of exists in my shuffle and then just have it pop up naturally throughout shuffle like i don't think there's been an album maybe twisted fantasy yep <laughs> maybe Yeezus. um uh, what's another one lemonade uh maybe some of the drake stuff but even drake stuff like that's like i have to try right mm -hmm. i can't i don't know how these people do it but i can't do that and so i've only listened to it a couple of times but from what i've read and from what i can tell it's sort of just like very basic version of past music that she's done mm -hmm. Um, so it's a lot of like slow ballads. Um, somebody said it's like a long, just like an album version of this song called all too well that she did a couple years ago. That's very good. That's one of my favorites. Um, but overall I like, I like it. I just gotta listen to it more. I've never listened to a Taylor Swift album, but, uh, you know, I might give it a try. No qualms with women over here. Um, <laughs> I, I, I haven't until like, I listened to the, her last two albums, like as in terms of like listening to them, but before then it was just kind of like how I talked about, um, Jay-Z songs in the past where like, if they were hits or singles, I would listen to them or they, I would just have them in my mind from existing in the world. Like, right, um, right. like shake it up or shake, uh, shake it out. 
Shake it. Shake it off. Sorry. Um, and um, what are some other ones like? Uh, uh, that one was huge. Her country one. Uh, the country ones like Love Story. Or you belong with me. Like you yeah. know, like shit that you just sort of hear just from walking through the gap. Um, but the last two of the that are, of her albums I've listened to like as actual albums, and they're both good. They're they're like solid. There's a couple songs here that here and there that I like. Um, so. Yeah, so, but I, I don't, I don't know, I don't really have complete thoughts on this one yet, just because I can't be like, well, this song's good, this one's kind of weird, just because I, I haven't listened to it that many times. Right. I agree, like, I, I, I struggle with that same thing, where, like, people are like, oh, well, this is clearly about their journey through th- blah, 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 and, like, I, I, like you said, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, for me, was, like, the first that, like, I, I, like, after listening to it, like, twice, I was like, mm-hmm. I think I, like, even like I don't, even still I don't know that I get it, but I feel like I can abstractly like feel it. Like I, I, I he like it's track listed to the point where like I, I feel like I get the emotion that's being played for here. You know what I mean? Like right. as much as it's just a song, like I can see like the feeling. Like maybe right. I don't know exactly what's causing the feeling. Where it's like a music critic can be like, oh well, like he's using this to tell you this about this thing specifically. You know yes. what I mean? Like, maybe I'm missing yeah. that, but, like, I, I feel like it is moving enough um, to yeah. get you through it. And, right. uh, but, like, and I mean, and for us, it, you know, we've been listening to that thing for, like, 10 years. Yeah. So, like, when we're still kind of like, I don't know, like, what does this mean? <laughs> right. Right. Um, but, yeah, some people, like, they just, like, get it. Like, as soon as they listen to it, they can pump out a review. And I'm like, how did you, like, how is this possible? <laughs> but then again, I can do that, with, like, for, for movies, I can pick up on stuff that other people maybe um, don't, don't, know what to look out for but me i just watched so many or i and sort of read on what to look for that i'm like oh that was this or that was that mm-hmm. um so maybe it's just a thing that you have to train it could be i mean i don't really yeah. notice much about movies but then like i remember like i had the one like unique thought about palm springs it's like i did it i had a unique yeah. thought on my own that was yeah. just surface level mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess yeah it's just like something that you have to like you know actively like as you're watching be like oh like Hmm, is this what this means? But maybe that's how I have to think about it in terms of music. It'd be like, hmm, I wonder what, you know, that's what that means. Right. So, um, but yeah, I'll have to check out the Taylor Swift album. But on here, you have something about for the fans and not the critics. Yes, yeah, speaking of critics. So, Pitchfork, which is, you know, sort of like, when people hear Pitchfork, they think, oh, it's like hipster music or, you know, it's like right. super, um, like they try not to... Um, you know, give popular music high scores because it's, you know, they're, they're, it's a little bit elitist, but then they're, it's just sort of how they view themselves, right? Right. Um, they gave Twisted Fantasy a 10 again. <laughs> Damn right they did. You know what? Real quick, what's super funny to me is that, like, I always wondered, like, I always felt super strongly about my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and, like, I always was wonder, wondering, like, is that just a byproduct of me? having been in high school when it came out you know what i mean like like has it been was it just a byproduct of like me growing up in it just like being such a strong album in general like like i I would never doubt that it's actually good like i wondered Mm -hmm. if like the reason i thought it was so good was because of that right and and like everybody always has fond feelings about the stuff when they were younger you know what i mean right Interesting. But then, interesting. but then the all decade list came out, and it was number one on every single <laughs> fucking one. And I was like, it wasn't just a high school; it's just a fucking bomb ass album. 
Have you seen? There's a clip online of um, what was that show? It was like something Mindy, where it was like the Jamaican Grim Reaper. Yeah. And it's like, does anybody know, understand the cinematic language of what I'm seeing? It's like that. Yeah, the music yeah. performance. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I, yeah, it's, it's like, like does anybody understand the, the genius right? of this musical composition? Yeah. God. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, so they gave the, uh, the Taylor Swift album an 8 out of 10, mm-hmm. which is decent. It's pretty good. Right. But then the super fans... The stands, the Taylor Swift hive, they doxed the journalist and they like posted their address and posted like pictures of like their phone numbers and shit online, because basically being like, how dare you give something that we love a bad score? And I mean, it's always dangerous, and I think it's happened before with like stuff with, like uh, Beyonce. Like basically anybody, anybody talks badly about Beyonce on Twitter, like the hive goes after them. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it's warranted, like when somebody says racist shit toward them. Right. Um, or I think the article said, you know, last year, um, Taylor Swift mentioned these two guys that had pretty much, uh, I think they'd, they'd been, I think they like scooter out of her money or they were like guys oh, yeah, that were a little yeah. problematic. And so then they went after them. But that's sort of a little bit more justified. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean... Yeah, anytime that somebody says something like a joke or something, and then fans come after them, it's like, uh, dude, like the, the the artist should say something, right? And that's yeah, that's always like an iffy thing because if you're the artist, you're like don't want to shit on your fans, but like at some point you got to be like, look, guys, like you guys are a little out of control, you know what I mean? Like, right? Like, like okay, like let's tone it down. Like you know, they gave it an A. Like that's not not even a bad review, dude. Like it's like. You know? Yeah, it's not like they gave it a fucking six. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's an eight out of ten. It's an it's yeah. a pretty good album. Um, yeah, like it, that happens a lot just with just people in general, like just getting doxxed. And it's always mm-hmm. just like, man, like really, like we're taking it that serious. But right. it killed me. Shout out to Jesus Rivera, <laughs> fucking Jesus. I think it was like at one point people were talking shit to him about something they said or, or did it like towards Taylor Swift and he was like he's like and I don't feel bad because I'll whip every Taylor Swift fan's ass <laughs> and I was I think, like I was, when yeah, you said that article, critic when you said that critic like guy to docs I was like but there couldn't be a fan base I'm less afraid of than like Taylor yeah. Swift fan base <laughs> the Swifties they'll come at you with a guitar <laughs> right um he um they actually mentioned that incident or an incident where they got into tr- into like some back and forths with t- Swift fans. Um, and Mero, uh, one of the co-hosts on their show, he told the article's writer, he's like, the FBI called my house. Well, actually, they called my local precinct. Somebody had sent a, a message saying, I know you have four kids and I know where they go to school. And I screen grabbed it and was and was like, I wish you would, motherfucker. Come to my house. I got a rusty machete waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I mean I, two things that always, I always think about when this when stuff like this happens. And one is like it always it also happens in movies, mm-hmm. and it also happens because it's egged on by people who are in the movies and they're huge. So like I, I forget which rock movie came out. It was like some subpar one. Oh, what a what a surprise there. <laughs> um, and he was like, oh, well, you know, it's got like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes because, you know, this one's for the fans, not the critics. 
and then everybody's like, yeah, you know, fuck those critics. And it's like, well, like, they, no critic wants to hate a movie. Like, nobody wants to go into a movie and be like, oh, I can't wait to hate the shit out to of this, me, right? To me, it's the logic of the, the cancel culture thing. It's like, I don't want this to be bad. I right. would prefer everything I... Like, if you're a movie reviewer, you have to think, like, I would prefer that every movie I watch was amazing. Yeah, like, like just, if every I movie could be as good as uh, <laughs> Fury Road, that would be amazing. Right. I don't want to watch bad movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so that's one and I'm like come on Rock and he knows better and I think Lizzo got some shit last uh, year for something like that where she said something about like well you know the real fans they know what we're talking about not these fucking critics and then she you know and then they end up adding every single critic like you know. right <laughs> um, so that's one and then two is that the tool the aggregator tools are so helpful but they're also bad because people use them badly right right so i i never got people who i don't understand what people say shut down metacritic shut down rotten tomatoes because they're just the tool it's how people use them and i use them sorry go ahead yeah no you go ahead oh i I, like when people go well you know it's got a 90 percent that you know it doesn't mean it's great or like they don't know what they're talking about and i'm like well you know it's it's not rotten tomatoes doesn't give a good or bad they just aggregate whether a critic thinks it's good or bad or they enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it and then they just go well here you know here's a number and if this interests you then hopefully you'll make your decision to watch this instead of that and same thing with metacritic but now if something comes out in metacritic and it's got like an 89 the fucking the fans go nuts and they bombard it and they go like how dare you not give this a, a 90 like it's supposed to be you know universal acclaim what's going on yeah um and then in the reverse also happens when something like the last of us 2 or the last jedi um, come out and people hate it for motives that are or for reasons that are not the movie's fault or like that aren't based in what the game is or isn't and they're, they're bringing in their own shitty baggage right. they bombard them with zeros um, right but what kills me is we had this discussion once a while ago but it's just like I remember getting an argument with somebody where he was talking about how like Rotten Tomatoes scored this poorly yeah and he's it's like, a Rotten Tomatoes doesn't matter. He's like, they gave this a bad rating. And it's like, no, they don't give ratings. Like, the, if 10 people, if 9 out of 10 people are like, this movie sucks, then Rotten Tomatoes will give that movie a 10%. Because the one person right. said it was good, right. 9 people said it sucked, it's a 10%. Right. Now, like, theoretically, you could... I, and maybe I'm misinterpreting exactly how it works, but I feel like you could say that, like, just because a movie's 100% doesn't mean it's better than a movie that's, like, a 95%. Because right. I think theoretically, like, if everyone said this was, like, a fucking 8 out of 10, do you know what I mean? Like, it, yes. that would still rate 100%. Because right. everyone's like, this is at least good. Yes. If everyone was on board and was like, this is pretty good, like, it, it would be 100%. Yeah. But, like, I mean, you know, yeah. maybe there's a movie that, you know, Six out of ten people think it's a ten out of ten, and everyone else thinks it's like a four or five. And right. maybe that movie to you is better, mm-hmm. but like all it's doing is just literally just putting together people's scores and doing an average and displaying it to you. Yeah, and just shoving it in your face, being like, "Here, dumb monkey! Like, look at this. These are numbers. You make sense of it, right? Like, exactly. Like that's exactly right what you're saying. So, like, if you take ten people and you show them a above average comedy or something, and then nine of them go. Yeah, I was enjoyed it. Like it was a good time, good ninety minutes. Like, yeah, yeah, I like it. And one person was like, "Well, I liked it, okay, but maybe not too much. I wouldn't recommend it." 
that's a 90% movie. But then if you have one where seven people are like, that was amazing. That was one of the best movies I've ever seen. It was bold and it went crazy places. You know, that, and, and, I love and it. And then you had three people like that me that were like, I can't stay awake through Star Wars. This movie sucks. Right. Like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so then that's a 70% movie. But that doesn't make that doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It just sort of goes, here's sort of the general consensus. Yeah, and that's, that's why you have that's to like. That's what it's for. Like, right. you know, like, that's why. I always thought it was weird that the line for fresh versus rotten was like such a low number. Like the like fresh is I think just above sixty percent. Sixty, yeah, it's sixty. And, and then like the more I thought about, it, I was like that kind of makes sense because like sixty means there are there is a majority whether you're a part of that majority or not. Like mm-hmm. there is a majority that thinks this movie is worth watching. So right. this is fresh, even if it's not. You know what I mean? Like even even though it's only sixty, like it still means there. Are, is a crowd of people that this movie's for and is good for. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's what it does. And like, but people just fucking freak out. Right. People freak out so easy. Freak out. And like for movies, I use Rotten Tomatoes. And and even then, like if, if I'm looking, trying to look for movies, I'll go, Oh, this one has 80. This one has 90. I'll go like, let me read the reviews. And I'll like read the little snippets. And then some people are like one of the best or they'll go, this movie does its job. Um, like the movie, uh, I watched this movie called, uh, Brittany runs a marathon this week. And I think it's got like a high eighties or low nineties mm-hmm. and it was good. Like I liked it. I, I ended up giving it like a, a B plus basically like, you know, like whatever the, like seven out of 10 basically. Right. But I think that's what most people gave it, but it's high because, you know, there's, I can't think of a world where people, or I guess hate I could it. hate it or straight up hate it. Same thing with like Palm Springs. Like I can't see a person hating palm springs or right. at least not enjoying Just some part like, like fuck i hate fucking time that strongly <laughs> yeah, I hate there's that. a continuity error man he had his hat on that way in one scene and then when he flashed back he had it another way like <laughs> he just walked so, into a cave fuck. yeah it's like, that's bullshit bombs don't do that that's not how bombs work <laughs> um and so uh yeah i think like that's just part of it like you just have to sort of take in everything be like, all right, what am I looking for in something that I'm watching? And is this something that everybody just likes just because it's impossible to not like, right? Um, right. Yeah. And so for movies, I use Rotten Tomatoes. For music and games, I actually use Metacritic, which is a little different. So Rotten Tomatoes takes the, you know, yes or no average, but Metacritic right. takes the average of what the people give it. Right. So there's... I think Metacritic can be a little more volatile and just yeah. generally, like, down on things yes yes yeah i mean i've, I've sort of come to uh, just um anticipate that like if i see a movie has like an 80 rotten tomatoes it's usually like 60 or 65 on metacritic right um it's very it's rare when if I, you give yeah. it an eight out, like as much as like i was saying like if nine people give it an eight out of ten it's a 90 percent on rotten tomatoes but if nine people give it an eight out of ten and then a person gives it a fucking two like that's gonna drop it to like seven a, or a six 70, something you know what i mean yeah. like a high yep. 60s right and that's just really one bad review Right. But, like, yeah. because you're using the actual numbers, that's what happens. Yeah. Um, and for, the reason I use that for TV shows is because they break it down by seasons. And I feel like Rotten Tomatoes... Yeah, is... I remember Rotten Tomatoes, like, it seems... I don't know what the fuck goes on with the TV shows on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I feel like... Everything I was, is high. I was, I was watching a show. Uh-huh. My wife watches a show called The Vampire Diaries, and I was watching it with her just so we had something to watch. I was like, this shit is terrible. <laughs> this shit is absolute ass cheeks. And she was like, no, it's good. I was like, nah, it's really bad. And I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes and it was like 100%. I was like, right, there's dude, no way, dude. Yeah, there's TV, like one, there has to only be one review. 
Like, Rotten like, Tomatoes' this TV shit is all messed up, dude. Everything, <laughs> like, everything has like a 90 or 100%. And if a show has a 60, I know that show is dog <laughs> shit. Because to get a 60 on Rotten Tomatoes, you must have killed somebody's puppy, man. Like, you must have done something terrible to a reviewer. Um, but Metacritic, I think, is a little bit more... It's, it's better because it's... Movies, it's simple. It's just two hours, yes or no, boom. Or like, enjoy or not enjoy. But shows are a little bit more complex where like, maybe I don't like a whole series, but I can find things I do like, you know? So maybe I'll, I'll, I'm more likely to give something a 50, but then on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like, it's a 100%. zero. 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, either, yes, you didn't, you know, either the, you know, you're the monkey that pushes the lever that gives a thumbs up or thumbs down. Right. But as a whole, I think, I think they're good tools. I just think people should not use them to be the barometer as to whether something's good or not or whether they want to watch something or enjoy something or not. Right. Yeah, no, it, it, people, like, live and die by those too much and then also, like, feel so strongly about them if they disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's okay. Not everyone has to like everything you like and you don't have to like everything else everyone else likes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be that way. You can yeah. be your own human. Unless um, unless you don't like Twisted Fantasy, in which case you get right, fucked. Right. You're wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. Because every single list, number one in a decade, dude, fuck you, the album's GOAT. Best I was album gonna, of my lifetime. When you were talking about your high school, like, we, you were like, should I, you know, was it that I was in high school and stuff? And I was literally about to say, like, dude, like, like just save that for November when we do our <laughs> our... Our super episode where we recap the Twisted Fantasy's 10th anniversary. Yeah, just as so everyone knows, you are 100% getting an episode that might be two fucking hours long. That's just <laughs> us talking about only that album. Uh, I mean, dude, shit, I'm down, dude. Yeah. In November, get ready. You have that to look forward to. Yeah, you're either going to tune the fuck in or you're just going to skip right over that son of a bitch. There's, <laughs> there's no in between. You either are going to listen to it or you are not going to uh-huh. give a fuck. And I'm cool with that. I'm yeah. willing to make that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So going from things that shouldn't be a barometer for success, let's talk about like, or maybe not success. Sorry, a barometer for quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to use success as something that's not always a barometer for quality. And yes. for me, my example is going to be that Young Thug's terrible, and he's popular. But, <laughs> but I specifically was wanting to talk about, like, if there's anybody you remember listening to and, like, thinking, like, this shit's so good. And, mm-hmm. like, then, like, it never really went anywhere. And you're yes. just like, what happened? Like, there, to me, like, every – for me, it was, like, I, this one guy, I was like, everything's there. Like, like it, he, he's got decent beats. Like, he, he's got – good lines like everything seems like it should work like sometimes he like has some funny shit like but other times it's just like actually him going hard and then just like for whatever reason he never got popular yeah and it's just like always made me sad i was like he could have been the next big thing like what happened <laughs> yeah so like for me it probably would have like i have never been a very good small artist follower just because i I don't know, like, it's always been just, like, I've been focused, like, usually if I'm into a, a person, it's because they've, they're already big, or, like, they've just right. been stuffed in my face. Like, Lil Wayne, I'm like, growing up, Lil Wayne, same, Drake, Kanye. I'm, I'm in the same kind of boat. Like, I, yeah. I usually am not great with people. Like, people who are like, oh, I was listening to White Dog when they were at, like, clubs playing with, like, three people, and that was ten years ago, and now they headlined tour, tour, uh, like, stadium tours. I'm like, how did you find him? How is that even possible? Like, right. It's kind of like, but... 
like with the music reviewers, you know, I'm like, how did you like, how did your brain work like this? Like, that's amazing. <laughs> what do you um, do? Do you just like search up like fucking like videos with three views? Like, what do you right, do? Like, how right. do you find this? There is one, there was one single scenario, one, where I was there from the start where I was like, this guy, I was like, this guy's got it. And I mean, it definitely attracts me. I don't know if other people are into it, but mm-hmm. I, I'm right on board with him. And that was Travis Scott. I was there with him at like 2014 when he released like a mixtape and I was like nobody like literally I didn't I didn't have anybody to talk to him about or to talk about him with because literally nobody had heard of him. I was like and this was back when the S in Travis was a dollar sign. So that's how right. long ago it was. <laughs> I forgot it's not that anymore. <laughs> yeah. He switched it and I was like wait when did this switch? So that's kind of like that's my like badge. I'm like I was a fan when it was a dollar sign, sir. <laughs> um, and, but then now he's huge and he sort of ha- it ha- kind of happened so quickly where I was like oh shit everybody knows about him now um, but my person or do you want to do you want to go first or do you want me to give mine let me can, let me give mine and I'll wrap yeah. it up into Travis since I'm already talking about him and then we can um, wrap up the episode with your choices but alright my guy is ASAP Rocky mm-hmm. and ASAP Rocky I know he had a couple albums and I know he's probably more known than yours but mm-hmm. I think he was the guy who, like, dude, like, I remember thinking that he, he was, like, the next big thing. I mm-hmm. remember talking to one of my friends in college and being like, dude, this guy is going to be fucking huge. You know, he had um, you know, he had his mixtape, which I think was sort of, like, how you got into popularity or how you got into the game 10 years ago. You know, you right. released a mixtape. He re- released a Long Live ASAP in 2013. Mm-hmm. And it was good. And I, I liked that mixtape. I, I downloaded it. I loved it. Great. And then in 2015, he released At Long Last ASAP, mm-hmm. and that had fucking problems on it. Mm-hmm. And so he was on there with 2 Chains, Kendrick, and Drake, and he he well, he doesn't hold his own, but he's right there with the song, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, next big thing. He's got Electric Body on this. He's got a couple other songs. Like, Yo, Electric Body mm-hmm. kills me because, specifically because if... <laughs> The vine, I mean, the vine sample. Well, first of all, the vine. Yeah, <laughs> should have said Nick for Frey. Um, <laughs> but also, like, oh god, what is the chorus, dude? The chorus kills me because the chorus uh, is so absurd to be a chorus. <laughs> it's uh, I'm to Ah, uh, dude, I'm I'm googling it right now. Put up in the light, like one turn up in the No, yeah, that's that's his verse, but the chorus. Oh, God, what does he say? Uh, uh, shake that ass, girl. Yeah, make that yeah. Gucci wet. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, why is this the chorus? Uh, what else? Uh, I, I thought Goldie was on this, but Goldie's on the last one. That's another song that's great. And it, I was like, dude, he's... Mm, let's go. He's right fucking there, dude. He's about to be huge. And I remember back then on Twitter, people would make jokes about like, here's the brand version, here's the Walmart version, and the brand version was ASAP Rocky, and the Walmart version was Travis Scott. I remember, I was <laughs> right, there. I do remember that. I remember, I was there Which, on Twitter when that back happened. Is weird because I don't think they're even remotely trying to be the same. I just think they both the, were like skinny black dudes with like the little braids. dreads, right? Yes, yeah. and, and that's why or the little, yeah, the little uh, braid dreads. They just kind of look the same. People were like, "Oh, this one's the the Grey Valley version," and the the thing I tweeted about, or I've tweeted about this before. The thing is, somewhere around 2016 or 2017, there was a day where ASAP or or where Travis was ASAP's poor man's version of it, and then the next day it switched. 
Right. And ASAP was the poor man's version of Rocky or, or of uh, Travis Scott. And I want to know what day that was. I want to know what day it tilted the other way because now ASAP <laughs> is the poor man's version of Travis Scott. Um, and he, so he he released that song or that album in 2015, and then I think last year he released his latest album called Testing, and that shit sucked. Yes, um, it was bad. I, mean, I remember. Was bad. I wanted that. I was like so excited when I heard he was releasing the album because I felt like there was a big gap between the two. And yeah, I remember feeling like I haven't four had years, a yeah. in forever. And the other thing was, is while it was four years, like he wasn't even really on the radio either. You know what right. I mean? And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And like I hit play, and I was like, the first track, I was like, okay, well, you know, it's the first track. Let's give a second one a try. And I remember getting like four tracks in and be like, I think I'm good. I think I'm <laughs> Maybe this is why you have put out music in four years because it's all it's bad. A, it's, a, it's a fucking picture of like the translator taking off his headphones, you know? He's like, oh, and he's yeah. like disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think it's just about the fact that he just didn't put out music in the time that, that those two albums came out. Because ju- yeah. in just the time that he released At Long Last ASAP, Travis Scott released Rodeo, Birds in the Trap, Astral World, and yeah, that's it. So he released three albums in the time that ASAP released one. Yeah. Or any. Um, and I mean, I know, like you said, the music isn't the same, but I just feel like for me, it was like, I, I he just like, I don't know where he went and he just kind of stopped making music and, you know, he was on a couple of tra- uh, Tell of the Creator songs, but yeah, now he's kind of like. I don't know. I feel like if you talk to people now, like, hey, have you heard, you know, ASAP Rocky? They'll be like, the guy from like three or four years ago? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. Congrats. Yeah, I haven't. You're like, oh, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like you didn't get to, you didn't have to experience the last season of Game of Thrones. Um, He's like, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, my, mine is one that I was with from the beginning. Um, at least, maybe not from the very beginning, but very close. And it was, um, Tyler the Creator, and then, but he made it, right? Like Tyler the Creator yes. made it. Yes. But on the other hand, like him, me being on his boat and him being good, like tuned me into like all the kind of people around him, um, that are like that were a part of that Odd Future Wolf Gang, um, and so like the two main ones, so one of them like almost made it, like kind of like ASAP, like he had like. He was, it was almost mythic, which is Earl Sweatshirt. Like, Earl mm-hmm. Sweatshirt, at the beginning of Tyler Creator, like, the the actual background story, I think, is that, like, I don't know if Earl was getting into trouble, or Earl's not his name, but I'm just going to say that because that's his rap name. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, like I don't know if he was, like, getting into trouble, but, like, maybe his mom just thought he was, like, it was a bad influence. So, like, she put him in another, like, a boarding school, maybe? Mm-hmm. And, like, he was kind of separated from his friends. And, like, so, all the time... You'd hear Tyler the Creator like in his songs be like free Earl. And like the thing is, is like he kinda had like the Eminem thing where like everyone was like, Oh, this dude's like this dude's here for the bars. And like mm-hmm. he had like a couple songs that were out before that happened. So like you could go listen to like Ass Milk is one of them, which is just a gross name for a fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it's like a lot of just like shock value rap, but the bars are there. You know what yes. I mean? So it's like yep. you were like, Oh dude, this dude like he's hidden away, we can't have it. It's like epic like mythic you know what i mean like Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. the holy grail and then he came back and he had hive i think was maybe the name of that first album or maybe that was just a song on that album i can't remember the name maybe the song the name of the album might be like my name is i i i can't remember 
Um, but his first album, um, it came Doris? out. Doris, yeah, I think Hive Doris. is. Yeah, Doris. Hive is a song on Doris with Vince Staples, I think. Yes, with Vince Staples, Staples and uh, Casey Veggies. Okay, so like that album was actually really good. Like it, mm. it was so good, and then like. The next album wasn't great, and then the next album was terrible. And it was like, oh, it was like, it was so close. Like, he had, like, such hype. Like, he was on the hype train because, right. like, he was associated with talent who was blowing up, like, for mm-hmm. real. And, and, like, and you had evidence that he was good. You know what I mean? You were like, nah, look, we have, like, these, like, three random weird songs that are, like, really easy to find. And, like, he kills it on all of them. So you're, like, so ready. And then the first album came out, and you're like, that was pretty fucking good. Like, all, when, once he gets rolling, we're set. And then it, like, never really happened. And what's funny is I'm, because I'm so bad with, like, I never find the new guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. because of Tyler Crater, I was, like, in that whole group. And there was another dude who never even really, like, in the group seemed to get as much credit. Like, I would say the big people in the group were, like, Tyler the Creator, Earl Sweatshirt, and, like, Haji Beats were, like, yeah. the big names. But like, and I feel like each one is like very far from the other. Right, they're all vastly different. Yeah. But there's a dude named Damo Genesis who, like, first of all, has the best verse on Rella, which is the most insane rap music video I've ever seen in my life. Is it the one where he's the Minotaur? Yes, Tyler Crane yeah. the Minotaur. <laughs> or no, that's the Minotaur. He's the Centaur. Centaur, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, and it's just like that whole fucking thing is so weird. But he's got the second verse, and I think his is the best. And he has one of my favorite lines ever. And I don't know why, like, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh. And, like, the line's not even, like, hard. But, like, I mm-hmm. still do it. But, like, he ends his, I think he ends his verse with, like, under pressure, we just stand in the middle like hula hoops. Like, I was like, <laughs> that's so dope. Like, uh-huh. but then he came out with a, another mixtape later called Under the Influence 2. And he's got, like, the thing with that one was that, like, all the songs weren't really my thing. But, like, he's got three or four on there where it's, like, just so, like, undeniably good to me. You know what I mean? Like, like, I feel like if you put this on the radio and got it in front of enough people, it would have no choice but to take off. You know what I mean? Yes. And it just never got there. Mm -hmm. Like, and I just was so depressed. You know what I mean? Like, I I would tell people, like, oh, you got to listen to this. And, like, they did this too. Like, that was dope. But then, like, I could tell there was no, like, drive to go listen to the rest of it. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, every time. (laughs) Felt like I was let down. Yeah, but, no, uh, yeah, I, 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 like I, I've said before, I, I, I didn't really like early Tyler, so I didn't really listen to early um, Odd Future. So, but yeah. I have, I do have a couple songs of, from these guys, and I have listened to them before, um, including Rella, um, because that music video is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you, you, you saw Earl Sweatshirt. You and Sean came up to see Earl Sweatshirt, right? Yep. At, at UNC. At the yeah. UNC, it was homecoming, maybe. Yeah. 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 I um and Vince Staples, which yes. Vince Staples is now bigger than our sweatshirt. Bigger, bigger than our sweatshirt. Yeah, I, I, every time somebody puts on Twitter, they're like, "What's a concert you've been to where the opener was is bigger now than the than the actual act itself?" That's what I say. I say I saw Vince Staples open for Earl Sweatshirt. Um, and actually, uh, funny enough, I actually picked up Vince Staples for that concert. Um, because I was part of the organizing committee or whatever. Oh, okay. And then they were like, "Ever, we need somebody to go pick up Vince Staples from the hotel down the street. Can you get the the office van and go pick him up?" And I was like, "Who?" <laughs> uh, Who? <laughs> and so I literally drove to like ten minutes down the road, 
parked my fucking white shitty van outside of the hotel. And you got him, and he was like, this motherfucker picking me up in this garbage. It's a shitty van, dude. Like, like it was the van that we used to pick up like sodas for parties <laughs> and stuff. And he and it was just him and his manager, or his like, uh, or his yeah, I guess him and his manager, him and a friend, and they were just in the back seat. And I didn't say anything. I was just like, "Hi, I'm just here to pick you up." Um, had I known, I would have been like, "Hi, can I get a picture?" Or like, you know, "Oh shit, I'm driving Vince Staples." Right. But I was just like, "I don't know who these guys, who this guy is. I hope he's good." Right. And he yeah. was. He he brought all the hype for that. Like I don't. It was actually a pretty good like show. And like he was 100 percent like amped. For you know yes. I mean? Now, I can't imagine there weren't a whole lot of people there. I feel like as mm-hmm. much as I was expecting, so I can't imagine like all that hype was like you know a hundred percent honest. You know what I mean? Like he right. he had to have manufactured some of that out of thin air. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But either way, he killed it. Like he put on a great performance and killed it. Yeah. Um, and so I actually, he's one that actually made it. And yeah, I listened to I have three of his albums on my. Fucking Spotify playlist. Yeah, I I was actually pretty close to putting uh, Big Fish Theory on my album covers. Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah. Oh god, what's the other one? Prima Donna's kind of weird too. Like, like it's but the oh with his head, up. yeah, with his head blown up. Yeah, but either way, like that, those are those are both good. But yeah, now he was he definitely made it. But like Earl was so close. Earl had every like, and it just like didn't happen. And it's funny because like I just like. It almost like I don't even want to shit on him, but like it just in my head, I'm like, you had, you, you were so close. You had, you had all the opportunities in the world. You're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> we were all counting on you. It was like the fucking Tyra Banks. We were rooting for you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, fucking Madamo Gen- uh, Genesis things to listen to are his verse on Rella, um, outside. And Five rare. albums, a hundred songs. You got no fucking Yeezy, but you got, some, got Jake some Jake Wan. Wan. You got no fucking Yeezy. <laughs> um. Oh, and then Tyler's first line when he's snorting that giant line of cocaine. Yeah, he's like, it? he's like, knock knock, who's there? It's me. Your girlfriend had a pretty nice meeting with my dick. Uh, what? <laughs> There's so many random interjections in that song, and people be like, what? <laughs> kills me every time so yeah watch that music video just because it's great and gelada got a lot of something, something. <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah also damo's last line and his first line are great his first line is suicide watch kill yourself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude, it kills me. anyways that song go outside which is on under the influence too in rare form doms which is rare form doms i can't remember good enough but i know it's over an old drake beat and he has like a, if I'm not mistaken, he has like a Mike Tyson intro, which is great. Um, <laughs> it's just Mike Tyson talking. But those those songs definitely listen to, and then go listen to him. And then when his career blows the fuck up, because everyone listening to this podcast is now a Domo Genesis fan, he's gonna have to report to me. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah, definitely listen to Rella. Um, it's so weird that I like that song and I remember that song so well in that music video, because nothing else from that era. Not even really Yonkers, like, stuck with me in that way. Yeah. For some reason, uh, Ned Flanders' video sticks with me because of one line, and it's super hateful. <laughs> but Tyler Creator says, get rich and marry fat bitch Lamar Odium, and I die every time. <laughs> it's so hateful. <sighs> He's grown so much. Yeah, he really has. Like, he, he has changed so much as an individual. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's the episode. I think it was a pretty, um, yeah, pretty music-heavy one, but yeah. We, yeah. But there's no sports going on, so fuck that. I mean, we've been trying. We're talking about setting up our fantasy football draft, but, like, I have no excitement because there's no way. It could uh, get canceled <laughs> at any moment. Right. That's the excitement. That's where it's thrilling. And as of recording, I think basketball season just started. So yeah. mm-hmm. we may have some basketball talk coming. Um, but yeah, music, video games is really the only thing that's fucking going on right now. So <laughs> that yep. and TV yep. every once in a while. Um, that's the episode. Um, if you want to catch the, if you want to follow the podcast, it's uh, at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you want to follow me, it's at Team Moneybags on Twitter and Instagram. And you? Yeah, and I'm at at evercastro92 on Instagram. And I do want to give a homework assignment. I know I've been, I, I think I missed last week's or maybe the week before's. Um, so I want to get back on that just so that we can, you know, like I mentioned before, we can grow our, our uh, listenership and, you know, get more people on, on the bandwagon. Um, this week, I think I'm going to say recommend the show to your your tallest friend. The person who is your tallest friend, send them the link and say, hi, I think you'd like this. And then that way when they get to this part, they'll be like, oh, I'm the tallest friend. And you'll feel good about being tall. Um, and if if you can't think of anybody who's taller than you, then congrats. You are the tall friend. So you'll be getting plenty of suggestions. Yeah, you're going to see you already listened to this and don't fucking matter. You're just going to get bombarded. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I'm uh, I'm six four, and it's amazing being six four. And then you get a bunch of podcast Fucking recommendations. Spam emails, God, <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh-huh. I'm gonna name uh, this fucking but... episode. How's the weather up there now? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so share it your tallest friend, and so that's the homework assignment for this week. All right, sounds good. Um, if you have any suggestions, commentary want to interact i mean you can like i said you can hit us up on twitter instagram or you can email us at different animals podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. but that's the episode stay safe stay entertained and we'll catch y'all next week every thursday at noon like fucking clockwork mm-hmm. see you guys peace oh 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 oh, oh. yep because i brought up college dropout mm-hmm. just want to quote one of my favorite songs on the album even though it's like it probably a deep cut because i feel like it's never on anybody's list but that's right. Put in work. Move your ass. Go berserk. Eat your salad. No dessert. Get that man you deserve. <laughs> <laughs>